Jesus Christ was the ultimate servant who gave his life so that we might find our salvation through him. Jesus and his disciples also gave us many examples and inspired words about what faithful servanthood looks like. To begin, as servants of our Lord in these end times, we must be awake and watching for his return. In the meantime, in the midst of the ongoing kingdom war, Christ followers in these last days should expect to be identified and targeted by the high-tech antichrist called the surveillance machine. We will know that we are on track as servants if we find ourselves hated, rejected, isolated, persecuted, in bondage, and enduring ongoing temptations. Those who maintain strong faith and are willing to lose their life in order to preserve it, Luke 9:22, will ultimately be recognized as what the Apostle Paul refers to as more than conquerors in God's coming kingdom. Jesus Christ believers who maintain their faith in the midst of a violent world that persecutes His servants should also keep in mind the following verse, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? 1 John 5 5. In this passage, I will address those characteristics specific to end-time servants of the Lord who are named in Scripture. There are many instances where particular end-time servants are referred to including, but not limited to, those I have addressed previously on this site such as, Jacob, David, the daughter of Zion, end times personas of the major prophets Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Ezekiel, etc. I have also previously written about the servant who comes in the person of the Holy Spirit and who appears in these last days as the comforter and or restrainer. Through our collective understanding of all of these and other end times biblical servants living among us, we can gain an idea about their characteristics and activities here in the last days. I address these characteristics here and within the following topical section areas. Watchmen prophetic messengers, bearers and recipients of God's promises, warriors and fighters. From among the compilation of prophetic scripture referring to end-time servants, I will describe these characteristics and activities in more detail in separate sections below. Watchmen. In several of my initial passages on this site, I showed how we as God's servants are to be awake and watching for Jesus' return. Jesus instructed His disciples in His day to be watchful, and Jesus also spoke both directly and through his parables about watching in these end times. As one example, he said, For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house, and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Mark 13:34. Watching for Jesus our Master is a natural, distinguishing characteristic of a faithful and wise servant and of those who have the oil of the Holy Spirit to keep their lamps burning in these last days so that they can see amidst the growing darkness. And times watchmen described through the personas of major prophets. And times watchmen and their activities can be detected through the personas of major prophets that I have addressed in detail previously on this site. Recall that the prophet Isaiah is a picture of a servant in end times Babylon U.S. wilderness and is watching for the Lord who has hidden his face from his people. Applicable in an end times context, Isaiah says, And I will wait upon the Lord, that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Is 8:17. We are in the last days, close to the time when the Lord will hide his face from his people. We are told through Isaiah's end times vision, ch. 21, that Babylon U.S. will come under attack at about this same time. God tells Isaiah to set up a watch as follows. Prepare the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, arise, ye princes, and anoint the shield. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, Go, said a watchman, let him declare what he seeth. Is 21-5-6. Perhaps it is end times Ezekiel's persona who is the answer to God's request for a watchman above. You may recall that end times Ezekiel, repeatedly referred to as son of man, is also in the wilderness in last days Babylon. 
We find Ezekiel giving several stark prophetic warning signs to the house of Israel for these last days according to God's instructions for him as follows. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel, therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. Easy 3:17. Recall that end times Ezekiel is a watchman for the entire house of Israel. Thus, his words are particularly applicable for those in the country of Israel as well as for those in Babylon U.S., the last day's northern kingdom. He gives specific warnings about coming war, famine, etc. We see in Scripture how effective prophetic watching is many times accompanied by warnings, including in these last days. Similar to Ezekiel, Jeremiah was obviously a watchman in his day with a strong warning message communicated on behalf of God. Jeremiah warned his people because they preferred false gods and evil, wicked ways and would not take heed of God's warnings. As I have shown on this site, Jeremiah's prophecies also have strong and direct application for these end times. The following warning in Jeremiah was given within a clear last days context. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Jer 6 17. In terms of how watching and warning applies to end times prophet-like, biblical servants, Jacob is a God-appointed messenger, who operates in a similar manner, capacity and spirit as Jeremiah did in his day. Recall also that end times David raises a banner to the world about the Antichrist called in kingdom war and a persecution of God's people. End times watchmen described through a few minor prophets. Just as is the case with the major prophets above, the minor prophets Micah, Hosea and Habakkuk also foretold of end times watchmen. Micah and Hosea were both contemporaries of Isaiah, with last day's prophecies for the whole house of Israel despite living in the time of the kingdom that was newly divided between Judah and the northern kingdom. The timing of Habakkuk's prophecy is less certain, although it is thought by some to be around the time of Jeremiah, Ref, Bible Hub, and like Jeremiah's words, it was given for the house of Judah prior to the Babylonian invasion. Regardless, most importantly, Habakkuk's prophetic vision is for an appointed time, and, speaks at the end, which has significant importance again in these end times. We are indeed in the day of the watchman that was described by the prophet Micah due to the disobedience of the house of Israel. Prophetic scripture in the book of Micah tells us about the Lord's controversy with His people, including in a context for these last days. The Lord asks Micah to plead with them about their violence, deceit and wickedness. If you are awake and watching in our current day, and if you can understand the signs of the last days and of the end of the age, then you will relate with God's pleading with His people as well as the prophet Micah's laments about finding no cluster of first-ripe fruits and how the good man is perished out of the earth, Mike 7-1-2. Note Micah's complaint in the following scripture and how he says that he will watch and wait, similar to his contemporary Isaiah in the section above. The best of them is as a briar, the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge, the day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity, therefore I will look unto the Lord, I will wait for the God of my salvation, my God will hear me. Mike 7-4,7. God also addresses Micah's contemporary, the prophet Hosea, while observing that his people have transgressed my covenant and trespassed against my law. God is pointing out to Hosea the same kind of sin and corruption as that which is lamented by Micah above. This is the same time about which we are told that a particular end-time servant who is a watchman for the house of Israel in Ephraim walks with God, but that he finds that the prophet is a snare of a fowler in all his ways. Hoss 9-8. This is a picture of an end-time servant in Babylon U.S. In Hosea, God warns that his house of Israel will be punished via an enemy invasion from outside of the country. Here, God says the following in an end times context. Set the trumpet to thy mouth. He shall come as an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant, and trespassed against my law. 
Haas 8-1. While God here mentions the house of the Lord, this is still clearly a prophecy for the last days northern kingdom. Of course, I have shown prior how the last days country of Israel and the last days northern kingdom closely mirror each other in terms of prophetic events to come. To this point, in considering the same kind of end times disobedience and coming punishment on God's house of Israel, specifically in Judah, the prophecy of Habakkuk showed him as a distressed prophetic figure crying out to the Lord about strife, contention and violence. Habakkuk's complaint was as follows. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth, for the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Hab 1-4. God replied to Habakkuk how he will perform a work of punishment, raising up the Antichrist Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation, who I have described in detail on this site as an instrument of God's judgment against his people. In the midst of a picture of widespread destruction and persecution by the Chaldeans, also applying for the last days, Habakkuk says that he will watch. I will stand upon my watch, and set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Hab 2-1. God's people, Jesus Christ's last day sheep, have among them servants like David and Jacob who are last days Habakkuk types and are also like the children of Issachar, about whom Scripture says had an understanding of the times in their day. These are current-day watchmen who will continue to keep an eye on how God will continue to do His work in these end times. Watchmen's warnings finally heeded. Once there is an awakening in today's northern kingdom, not to mention war, famine, etc. there will be an exodus out of the Babylon U.S. system. They will finally heed the warning that they did not hear as given in Jeremiah's words in the section above. In the midst of tribulation period terrors, God's watchmen and messengers will strongly and loudly encourage this exodus to His people, specifically, we read again in Jeremiah. For there shall be a day, that the watchmen upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Rise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. Jer 31-6. This represents watchmen repeating the words of God given in Scripture to come out of her, referring to leaving the Babylonian Chaldean nation of U.S. as well as its dark worldwide spiritual kingdom. Prophetic Messengers. In addition to watchmen, God's people in these last days should listen for His prophetic messengers who are biblical servants communicating the signs of the times. I recently completed a series about end times prophecy given in Scripture from the days of Moses, and even in this ancient Scripture, God foretells of a particular end time servant prophet who will be raised up to deliver God's message to His people as follows. For the Lord thy God hath chosen him out of all thy tribes, to stand to minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons forever. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto whom ye shall hearken, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Dude 18-5,15,18. In considering specific last day's prophets, we have the Lord's Holy Spirit Himself in the person of the Comforter or Restrainer about whom we are told will demonstrate the last day sin of the world, will bring judgment on evil, and will also perform the following duties. Testify of and glorify Jesus Christ as the one and only true God, John 15 26, 16 14. Serve as a teacher and reminder of the words of Jesus Christ, John 14 26. Take from what is of Jesus and the Father and make it known, John 16 14 15. You may be reminded here about the two witnesses of Jesus Christ, in the book of Revelation, who will prophesy to the world during the first half of the tribulation period. These will also be obvious end times prophetic messengers of God, referred to in Scripture as follows. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. 
These are the two olive trees, and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Rev 11-3-4. Similarly, we are told in Scripture about the last day's servant Jacob's role as a God-appointed messenger and his being a light to the Gentiles. God tells Jacob, Thou shalt be as my mouth. Jacob himself observes, and he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. Jer 49-2. Recall here what God told Jeremiah, who in some ways represents end times Jacob. Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee thou shalt speak. Jer 1-7. Along these same lines, Jesus spoke of a last day's Isaiah-type servant figure for whom Jacob is also a candidate. This is a figure who is similar to John the Baptist and who will encourage people to repent and to prepare for the coming of Jesus. The following verses, the first in the words of Jesus, refer to this end-time servant. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come, and restore all things. Matt 17:11. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Mal 3-1. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Mal 4-5-6. Notice that these scriptures refer to an end-times biblical figure who will be present before Jesus' return and will prepare the way before him. Perhaps there is also a tie-in of this servant back to the two witnesses referred to above. Bearers and Recipients of God's Promises Many of God's end-times biblical servants are recipients of His ancient promises. Specifically, these include promises for His ruling scepter, the priesthood, and His inheritance including His people and land. It is amazing that we live in the end-times during which we will see God's ancient promises begin to be fulfilled, again, even prior to the Millennial Kingdom. Last days biblical characters living among us today will begin to assume these positions. God will do this for His name's sake and to make a point to the world that He alone is God. He will put down those in the existing, proud, idol-worshipping house of Israel and will instead raise up His chosen inheritance. The following scripture about God's chosen King according to His covenant is just one example of this. I will overturn, 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 it, and it shall be no more, until He come whose right it is, and I will give it Him. Easy 21:27. It is furthermore amazing to consider that many or all of God's chosen servants among His righteous remnant inheritance will once again gather in the wilderness, this time likely in Babylon U.S. during the tribulation period, prior to their return to the land of Israel. Promise to end times David and the Levites. To begin, in his end times role, prior to the kingdom, recall that David is the branch who raises a banner or a signal to the world about Antichrist Chaldean persecution and its evil kingdom's plans. His will be another voice that will facilitate the aforementioned exodus of God's people out of the Babylonian Chaldean system. I have previously addressed end times David as a Zerubbabel-type figure who will build the temple and will also have the unbelievable honor of introducing Jesus for the kingdom. We see his involvement in building the temple as follows. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Zech 6 12. He will be the Davidic prince who will rule in service to Jesus and as a shepherd for God's people in the Millennial Kingdom. As you would expect, Prince David will reign in righteousness, which will be in direct contrast to the vast corruption among world leaders that is uncovered in the last days. His reign will fulfill God's original promise given directly to King David and even signaled prior to this in Moses' prophetic vision about Judah when Moses declared, 
the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. Gen 49:10. Meanwhile, just a couple of examples in Scripture of God's covenant promise for a Davidic king in the end times and continuing forever are as follows. The Lord hath sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it, of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I shall teach them, their children shall also sit upon thy throne forevermore. Ps 132:11-12. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne is the days of heaven. Ps 89:29. When one thinks of King David historically and how he set up his house in Jerusalem, he also re-established the high priests and Levites to resume offerings and worship to God in advance of his son Solomon constructing the temple. Similarly, when end times David builds the temple in preparation for the millennial kingdom, the last days Levites will again be alongside. Eternal promises to Aaron's house and the Levites include. And thou shalt gird them with girdles, Aaron and his sons, and put the bonnets on them, and the priest's office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute, and thou shalt consecrate Aaron and his sons. X 29-9. Neither shall the priests the Levites want, lack, a man before me to offer burnt offerings, and to kindle meat offerings, and to do sacrifice continually. Jer 33:18. And he shall have it, and his seed after him, even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God, and made an atonement for the children of Israel. Num 25:13. I have surmised before on this site how it is likely that those from among the end times house of Aaron and other Levites will be among the last days small flock remnant that gathers in the wilderness of Babylon U.S. For a time prior to returning to the land. Promise to end times Jacob. Next, the covenant promise of the inheritance of Israel is to Jacob, which of course came through his fathers Abraham and Isaac, and subsequently through Joseph and Ephraim. End times Jacob raises up the tribes of Israel in their return. The beginning of this inheritance family starts in the wilderness where Scripture says that the house of Israel will begin to take root and grow again. There are many promises for end times Jacob that I have covered previously, but other prophetic promises about his inheritance for a people that were given through his forefather, the original Jacob, and then through Moses, respectively, in their last words to the house of Joseph, Ephraim, are as follows. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall, even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts, and of the womb. Gen 49 22, 25. And of Joseph he said, Blessed of the Lord be his land, for the precious things of heaven, for the dew, and for the deep that coucheth beneath, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, his glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns, with them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Do 33 13, 15, 17. And times Jacob is a patriarch who will regather the tribes and will receive God's kingdom's blessings of a people and land on behalf of the heavenly Israel. Just as with the Davidic prince and the house of Aaron discussed above, Jacob is directly chosen and anointed by God, who says, For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his peculiar treasure, Ps 135-4. Servants will come from among their own people. In Scripture referring to end-time servants, such as those discussed in this passage, God makes a special point to emphasize that Israel's leaders will come from among their own people, i.e. from among thy brethren. This is logical since these will include many who will be fulfilling positions according to God's original covenant promises to His people. The point about their leaders arising from among them presumably is important because they will have been a people that has been scattered, wandering, 
persecuted and without a king for centuries. Furthermore, they will be wearied because of tribulation period terrors. Scriptures that reassure God's people, Israel, about the future and about a leader of their own are as follows. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together, and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Os 1:11. And it shall come to pass in that day, that I will call my servant Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe, and strengthen him with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to the house of Judah. Is 22:19-21. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me, for who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me? Saith the Lord. Jer 30 21. Of course, it will be Israel's own Messiah, Jesus Christ, who will be on his throne reigning as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that will be most important. End Times Fighters and Warriors. In these end times, the spiritual kingdom war is raging. Those who are truly awake can see this. I have discussed on this site about the last days Jacob army and their righteous role in fighting this war. God's end time servants such as those named in this passage above are part of the Jacob army Judah remnant. These are the small flock remnant who are holy, royal and righteous, and who will ultimately earn the designation as overcomers and conquerors. The following scriptures show the rhetorical questions God asks that point to His end time servants and their role on the righteous side of this war. These questions are prophetic and along the same lines as the question posed by the Lord that the prophet Isaiah heard in his heavenly vision. God asked, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Additional questions by God suggesting His call for an end-time servant warrior include. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Ps 94:16. Who raised up the righteous man from the east, called him to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him rule over kings? He gave them as the dust to his sword, and as driven stubble to his bow. Is 41-2. Shall iron break the northern iron and the steel? Jer 15-12. These questions show God making a point to believers and assuring them that in the last days kingdom war, and in the midst of the ensuing darkness, that He has righteous servants who are doing His work. The most comforting aspect for believers in today's kingdom war is that the Lord Himself is on earth and in the war. See my prior passages entitled, The Lord is with us, for detail. Scripture clearly tells us that the Lord Himself is fighting for His people against the Antichrist enemy. I have written previously about how the Lord also gives His last day's servants power to fight for themselves in the kingdom war. They essentially have the same promise from God that He gave to Jeremiah in His day. God told Jeremiah, And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee Jer 119. The following are scriptures that show the fighting power that God gives to His servants in the Jacob army so that they can defend themselves and eventually defeat the Antichrist called the kingdom enemy in the quiet, unseen, unconventional war that begins in these last days, even prior to the tribulation period. I have raised up one from the north, and he shall come, from the rising of the sun shall he call upon my name, and he shall come upon princes as upon mortar, and as the potter treateth clay. Is 4125. By this therefore shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit to take away his sin, when he maketh all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in sunder, the groves and images shall not stand up. Is 27-9. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven, 
they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Zech 4-7,10. Thou art my battle-axe and weapons of war, for with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms, and with thee will I break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider, with thee also will I break in pieces man and woman, and with thee will I break in pieces old and young, and with thee will I break in pieces the young man and the maid. Jer 51 20-22. You will notice that these end-time servants are given incredible power by God, even to the point of bringing down nations in the war versus the Antichrist Chaldean Kingdom. Of course, it will be Jesus Christ Himself who will be the rock that finally crushes the entire evil kingdom in the tribulation period. Jesus will be the one who will have saved, redeemed, given power to, and provided victory for His righteous faithful servants in the kingdom war. Tilda. All faithful believers worldwide should be encouraged in these last days, despite the darkness. Jesus has His appointed faithful servants working by His side in order to defeat His evil adversary and to bring in His glorious kingdom. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.